0: Greetings, ECL listeners. It's Will. And this has been a very busy couple of months for us. And recently, Lucas and I had to miss a week of our Patreon. So that kind of threw everything in our schedule a bit out of whack. Thankfully, it is settling down once again, and we're going to be returning to our regular schedule. But we did, we felt bad about there being a lack of content for a week of our Patreon and we want to thank our patrons for being very nice about that. But we figured that it didn't have to be the case for the free feed necessarily because there's a couple of pieces of Patreon content that y'all haven't heard yet. So, that's what we are presenting to you today. Now, of course, you can hear this type of content way way earlier if you subscribe to us at patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits, I want to give a shout out to some of our patrons who heard this earlier, such as Shander lefebvre uh William Moore, Yo- uh, Yoshi, and Christine Liscote. Patrons like Bob Yee and Baby Show Addict. Patrons like Young Wee and J.P., Thank you to Jack and Jeff L, and thank you to Cecil Robinson and to Hay Strouder, and everyone else who supports us at patreon.com slash Limits. So get ready to hear this piece of Patreon content, a great chat that I had with Stanley and Evan, the creative minds behind uh, the Midwest Emo, Arthur, theme song. We'll explain everything about that in detail, so we hope you enjoy this interview. There are other interviews just like this over at patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits, so make sure that you check it out, and we will be back with a new episode of Elwood City Limits for the free feed in about two weeks, but of course, if you want to hear the season 19 premiere a week early, that's another perk of patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits, you get access to all of the new episodes a week early. So we will see you soon. Until then, we hope this tides you over. From Lucas, I'm Will, and have a great week.
1: If it could break the sound barrier, falling out of a window shouldn't be able to Hi.
0: it's very rare that as a podcast dedicated to arthur we get to take advantage of i guess a viral moment that's how this show started actually we started because people were rediscovering their memories about arthur because of the memes that were happening the arthur fist and everything And every once in a while, like, Arthur memes never really go away. They just kind of come in fits and starts. They have all kinds of cycles. And they often adapt themselves to uh, meme formats, but also just ways of expression that people are discovering. Such a mode of expression has come around once again. And I have a really cool chance here to talk with two people who made something that is... Has definitely taken a bit of the Arthur community by storm, and is breaking through to the in, to the internet at large. And I'm really looking forward to talking to them. So today I'm talking to musician Stanley, who is uh, the band Echo, as well as Evan, a video editor at Black Valve, and they created the title is "I Made the Arthur Theme Song Midwest Emo (Parentheses Not Clickbait)." <laughs> <laughs> so Stanley and Evan Welcome to Elwood City Limits And I'll be the first to say On behalf of myself My co-host Lucas And all of our listeners and Arthur fans Thank you for making that That, it rules Thank you so much
2: Thanks for having us
0: It's, and I mean this is something That is Very, very rare Like as As somebody who does Like Uh, puts captions to dumb Arthur screen caps, or I should say, I put dumb captions on Arthur screen caps on the regular. (laughs) Going viral is not something that you can really plan for or predict, but I would say that this video that you created has a bit of, has obtained a bit of virality. We're talking about it within, I believe this is, within a week or so of you posting it, or at least of it coming to my attention, via the Arthur Twitter account. So I first want to um, talk about the video itself. So Stanley and Evan, can you, for those who haven't seen it, for whatever reason, could you describe what that video and what that song is that went
3: viral? Okay, so um, Midwest Emo, if you're not familiar, which, good on you if you're not, (laughs) (laughs) is um, just a genre of music with, like, really twinkly guitar leads, um, just some, like, intricate drumming on occasion, um, and usually some somber themes, but on this project, you know, the song, like the Arthur theme song, it's such a positive message, and I think that rocks, and just Midwest emo-ifying it, like, is just so neat. And so there's a sample of, you know, when DW breaks Arthur's model plane and he's upset, and, you know, the Arthur fist meme, uh, and he hits her. Like, there's me playing guitar over that. And then it's just like the full band comes in and I sing the Arthur theme song in this genre that doesn't really fit with it and it just works you know
0: absolutely and and evan yeah. you were involved on the on the video side of bringing that part of it together
2: yeah so we were actually uh just talking on discord one night um we live kind of far apart uh, not that far but like a couple hours apart so it's not like you know we always just we're, we've been lifelong friends so we just chat um on discord at night or whatever so we were like Wouldn't it be, we kind of had seen a couple other things going viral, like the Midwest emo, um, just like sampling, like different TV shows. Like I think you should leave and them doing kind of a Midwest emo guitar with it. And then another, um, kind of like punk rock version of, uh, the Scooby-Doo theme song was just going crazy. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to kind of like collaborate and just like use kind of our Stan's just like such a talented musician. So it's like collaborate and, uh, kind of use our talents together. And we just like we've we've done this for years. We've done a million silly, goofy things. Um so we're like, yeah, let's do it. So Stan starts starts cooking on the the music or whatever. So Stan sends me over um like a rough uh mix of it. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Like this is crazy. We gotta, we gotta like make a video to this. Um so uh, Stan was coming up for a wedding uh in the area where we are, so I was like, let's do that. So it's like all day wedding. I think I was working that day or something. So, you know, it's like one in the morning classic. Um, we get in the studio and, uh, we just had the, I, I kind of do work with like televisions and projectors and obviously filming and stuff. So I, I kind of like incorporate all that into the work we do. Um, so I was like, let's just, you know, do that. So we kind of, we're projecting, um, and Stan also like edited, um, uh, the song with the sample, um, and then just had DW <laughs> blinking like on a loop. So that was like already kind of put together. So we projected that onto the back wall, uh, and then just filmed Stan playing. It was, it's really honestly straight. Cause it's like, like we've done a lot of things over the years. So, you know, you want to put effort into it, but it's also like, and it was also one in the morning and it's like, we don't have so much time. So we, we put, I'm proud of this because we did put a lot of thought and effort into it. And it is, um, becoming, you know, more popular. And if, cause it feels like a lot of the other stuff we've done is like the, the lowest effort, like kind of silly, like silliest things we've done have gotten the most kind of track, not even that it's that much traction or anything, but just have gotten the most attention. So this, it feels good that something we actually put like a decent amount of work into, t- you know, has had such a positive response from everyone. I think it's a, a really great feeling. I think it's great too, because it's kind of f- falling off, like kind of the the popularity of it is not that it's that crazy but you know it's whatever the popularity of it is kind of making people discover stan's other work which i think has been you know not recognized um as much as it should be so that's just like another positive of it but yeah so we we filmed it at the studio real quick just a couple run throughs of the song um, and then I actually, uh, so I work with kind of tell like old televisions and stuff. So I actually edited the video together and then played it back on a television and then filmed that to give it like the real, um, kind of feel, you know, cause it has like the nostalgic feel and it's just kind of mm-hmm. like what we do anyways, like on some other projects, but it kind of gave the video, the nostalgic feel to have the real, you know, like scan lines and everything on it's on a real, um, television and stuff. So that's kind of the, kind of the background of it the genesis of it and i think that that's something that when it comes to things
0: that get internet notoriety they almost seem to especially like when you don't know the person who's making it or what went into making it you're kind of just like well that just sprung up fully formed and even just having you explain the process of it now it's thankfully it wasn't you know it's not something that it 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 obviously took a lot of work, but it's not like a, a, a labor of love over years or anything like that. So you didn't break break your back for this. But I think that a lot of people, myself included, take for granted that these are not only real people behind these viral hits, but there is a significant amount of work that goes into it and thought as well. It's not just oh, they you just happen to find the right Um, details and somehow became viral it's like no you you and and I think anybody who sees this video can see that there's a lot of not just work but heart that went into it as well and I think that it wouldn't be resonating with as many people as it seems to be if there wasn't that part of it
2: yeah and I think it you know it's I tell this to people just like interested in like video or art or whatever they do it's some people will just focus on trying to do this one big thing for a long time and just get burnt, you know, it's just get burnt out. But I always give the advice of just try to do a lot of little things and you always Mm -hmm. learn and it's, A, it's, you know, you're setting a goal and you're reaching it. B, um, it's just manageable and it's it's more fulfilling. But I think where this kind of lands in between is, that it's a little bit of a culmination of the practice that we've had over the, like, it does seem like it was, it was a quick turnaround from making, you know, maybe it took a week to make of total, like based on the recording time and the video editing time and stuff. Um, Not like a total week's worth of work, but just, you know, we're, we're due to other stuff, jobs and everything. So it's just finding time to like do it. But I think what it shows is that when you do something over time, you know, it can be an easier, this wasn't, you know, a, a crazy thing for us to do because we've already built up kind of our processes and our work. So it's like, it just kind of came naturally out of what we already do. So it, I think that there's something like kind of nice about that. Um, just making it, you know, it, it wasn't, it's not like it was like a backbreaking thing, but it, it still, it just kind of feels like a natural evolution of like what we already have been doing, you know, over time and it just kind of mm-hmm. came easily but it, that's kind of the magic of, like Stan is just so talented that's like and it's just the Stan has also been working on you know getting better at recording and and doing the home recording and everything so it's like the quality all that you know all the quality check marks are there it's just about the you know idea and expression and everything so I, I, it's just kind of cool that it all kind of came together
0: So I wanted to dial things back a little bit uh, uh, because I wanted to go a bit into the past and how we got here before we talk about the effect that the video has had so far. Um, And Stan, I wanted to ask you about your musical background in terms of like how you came to be a musician today and also a little bit about uh, Echo. Uh, So let me let me hear a little bit about. Uh, musically how you got to where you are today
3: yeah so um i have been playing music for gosh i i don't know like i want to say almost 13 14 years at this point like uh my very first band i was actually in with Evan and we were <laughs> not good <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was something else but like i don't know i just i felt so cool playing music with my friends that like i wanted to chase that rush like that adrenaline and i am just such a big fan of attention i guess (laughs) that i wanted to keep doing it and like i have some ideas that i wanted to just like see happen And, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere, like a very small town and finding bandmates is like a difficult thing when you're in a small town and like can't drive because I didn't get my license until I was 18. So I just made, you know, a band myself after like time and I started playing drums. Uh, I was playing guitar, bass and singing or yelling or programming keyboard parts like just whatever and Mm -hmm. I just over the past decade or so I've gotten you know pretty okay at it if I do say so myself and Echo is like a one-person project Uh, I have a live band for shows on occasion but mostly I just play solo sets when it comes to the live show and all the recording uh the first EP that I have on like streaming services was recorded by a friend of mine Cameron Breen and uh, everything else since then I have recorded myself and I think that's cool because you can hear like with every release I'm getting better at it and it's just super fun and I've been like touring for the better part of 10 years like under different various bands and filling in for bands like filling in for friends and stuff and it's just it's such a good feeling to make music still to this day that I don't see myself stopping anytime soon if at all
0: that's so awesome I'm so happy to hear you say that and of course something that you both can answer I'm sure your history with Arthur so (laughs) I I'm sure this is this kind of thing doesn't get made of just like, oh, yeah, Arthur's real hot in SEO right now or <laughs> right. whatever it is. <laughs> so th- I would love to hear about how you first discovered Arthur and then how you felt about it over the years, I suppose. Like, is it something that you kept watching or is it something you recently came back to? Your histories with Arthur.
3: When I was a kid, I watched a lot of PBS kids, you know, like uh, some Zabumafu, some obviously arthur some between the lions mm-hmm. uh reading rainbow what have you um for those of you that care i'm almost 27 years old at this point um <laughs> and
0: dude i'm in my dude i'm in my 30s like it's it's all good we we i i least of anybody who listens or hosts <laughs> yeah. the show try not to age shame about like how how old anybody is and what they should or shouldn't
3: be doing it's like you know it's all good <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> but yeah like i just grew up watching that stuff and i was a big dragon Tales mm. fan as well so um but yeah i just really enjoyed the show i enjoyed the lessons that you could learn from it um and i played a lot of well evan and i both played arthur's reading race for the oh. pc um yup yup like we just talked about it recently and we were like oh do you remember this game and we both like Instantly went back to toenail crunch ice cream. Toenail
2: crunch. (laughs) Shout
3: out. (laughs) Shout out, toenail crunch. And I don't know. It was just, that was a very fun game because, you know, it's helping you learn how to read and you get a little bit of activity with it. And I think that's awesome. Uh, Obviously, I love video games. And um, it's just, Arthur always, well, pal let's talk about pal for yes a second. Pal, let's talk about cutest pal. dog in cartoon yes. history cutest yes. dog
0: 100 percent
3: clifford go away <laughs> this is
0: pal is an underrated dog and i'm so happy for you to say it it's you know it's easy to forget like i gotta i gotta be honest i don't know how far uh y'all went in terms of when you like stopped watching arthur i definitely had a time when i stopped watching but f- it, one of the things that really i didn't jibe with and it Honestly, gets worse the more that we keep watching. This is um, when they give Pal. Did you ever watch up to the point where they give Pal the British voice, like they have him talk?
3: no You're, I don't know. like don't, I don't know like, I like don't watch that. it
0: like I just want you to know that this <laughs> oh, happened and it's just like we can't just have a dog be cute we got to have him like do stuff like it eventually gets <laughs> to this point my co-host Lucas and I have said that it's basically like Arthur trying to do rug rats and it just doesn't work because you got the dog talking to baby Kate you've got Francine's cat talking like it's all it. it's it's I I don't like
2: it at all but what I might remember the cat. T- I guess maybe I vaguely do mm. remember that, actually, now that you sit. I, did they have, like, like kind of bits together where the the cat and the dog yes. were, like, talking together? Yeah, is, yeah. It's like they were, ca- they, okay. were, they were frenemies. I've, yeah, I vaguely remember that That's kind
3: of cute, though.
0: It's You know, it mm. sounds cute, but, like, I, I don't like the voice that they gave <laughs> Pal. And it was when we started doing the podcast for the first time, like, I was so taken by – by Pal because he is just so cute in those early seasons, especially when he's not talking. So it's it's <laughs> just yeah, I'm, I'm just really pleased for you to say that it's great to be like yeah, Pal is really cute. Why don't we talk about that more?
3: <laughs> just a good dog, you know. We love dogs. Absolutely,
0: uh, Evan. What about you? Your Arthur history?
2: Yeah, I, I it was probably one of my probably one of my most watched shows growing up. Um, you know the. I, one of my favorite comments on the video, uh, is if this doesn't blow up, I'm returning my library card. <laughs> so it's, having fun isn't hard when you've got your library card. Uh, so just like the, I think the music of Arthur is just like kind of awesome. Like Jekyll Hyde, oh, we're yeah. I, I I showed my dad, uh, the song and he's like, so he's like, Hey, when are you going to do? Jekyll Hyde. So like, even he remembers that song. Like it's how iconic <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> I was like, we may jump the shark a little with that one, Dad, but maybe we'll maybe down maybe like in a year we'll hit it or something. <laughs> but uh, this we him. do like a heavy metal version of uh, Jekyll Hyde. So if you really really want to see that, uh, Stan, I'll cook it up. But we'll we'll kind of we're gonna hold off maybe just on you know we don't want to oversaturate yeah, just, Arthur just like too much. Just like just keep Swedish the magic death
0: metal uh, Jekyll Jekyll Hyde just. Oh, way it'd be down so the cool. register just down tune <laughs> the guitars like crazy and then just that well hey listen i'm not going to tell you how to do your thing you're obviously <laughs> doing fine without me but that was <laughs> <one's> for
2: free <laughs> <sighs>
1: okay Drop we G, love it let's go yeah.
2: <laughs> um yeah but uh i think like i'll give you a couple so the i think another standout just like i feel like arthur has like a lot of big moments the when he cuts his knee at mm-hmm. the junkyard mm-hmm. or whatever, oh, yeah. that's a big moment for me. Uh, I remember that, I remember where I was. I, That's just like, I was like, he's real, there was like, con- you know, it's like a consequence. It was like, it dealt with like real kind of consequences and and stuff like that. So I thought, you know, that's a standout well, moment. And, it's, and, and, um, and, on, the, and well, on that moment, I wonder if, did you
0: feel the same as I did? When I was watching that as a kid, I got so anxious that I literally had to turn the channel away.
2: Yeah, I felt like I was in trouble or I did something. I was like, yes. what if I get in this much trouble? Or <laughs> it was just Yeah, like... really. <laughs> so yeah, that that had an effect on me for sure. Any 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 of the other
0: moments? Sorry, I just wanted to make sure to take advantage yeah. of that one.
2: Yeah, it's all good. Uh, let me think here for a second. I, I just I just that yeah, that got that brought me back to a <laughs> a vulnerable place. I gotta I gotta recompose here. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will tell I will tell you since you get since you uh, you brought it up, there seems to be a place and there's I'm literally just finding out about this now, but there seems to be a place where you can buy Arthur's Reading Race online, and I'm just going to put the link here. Like if you ever wanted to go back, there's also like it also links to like a full playthrough, so if you ever just want to mess around with that, but like
1: oh my goodness.
0: nice, I think th- it looks like there's a website <laughs> where you can like legally or legally ish i don't know purchase arthur's reading race so nice if if you're ever if you're ever down bad for arthur's reading race like you can probably relive the magic in some way or another oh it's so good
3: yeah i know what i'm doing this weekend i never got the (laughs) chance
0: to play the arthur pc game so that's a whole world that i never got to really venture
2: into i played it it's it's what's weird about it is honestly like I've talked to like a lot of my friends and they also played it which is like I thought I would be alone but it seems like kind of more universal Than I thought it was going to be like Stan knows about it. My friend Shelly knew about it Like it's just weird. I was like, I thought I was gonna say and people were like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But it was surprisingly (laughs) like it was a little more no, like I mean, it's only two people but I thought it was gonna be zero people, (laughs) you know, as I'm alone here, but uh, yeah So that was kind of interesting well and speaking of finding out about like I guess getting a
0: response from people, let's talk about the response to the video. So you so it came out and, and, and I would also love if you could give me a bit of the timeline of like how long it took for it to to take off from when you released the video to when I originally saw it, which was it was retweeted by the Arthur the official Arthur Twitter account. And then, of course, I I followed you from there, and I saw a bit of the uh, uh, of how far it's going. It's got so many, uh, it's, I think, tw- twenty one thousand YouTube views and counting, at least, and that's not counting across other platforms. So, yeah, tell me about your reaction to the response and what it what the response has been in terms of uh, how how you know how many people have seen it cross platforms or that sort of thing.
3: Actually, perfect timing to mention this. I just checked the YouTube analytics, and I just passed a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Sick! I had eighty before this video. Yeah. (laughs) Wow! I'm not even joking. Eighty. It took me.
2: It took me like on our Black Valve account. It took me literally like four years to get a thousand subscribers. So, we like Stan got that many subscribers in. You know, not even a week, (laughs) it's just like unbelievable. It's like, yeah, it's been out six days, yeah.
3: So that's pretty crazy. It's gotten over 40,000 views on the analytics as well on YouTube.
0: And, 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 and when did you what was the date that you officially released it? Um,
2: uh, let's click on uh, September 27th, 2023.
0: So we're recording this on October 3rd, so that was not even a week ago, like that's. That's once, once, once it hooks onto something, whether it's the algorithm or just virality itself. It really, it does. It, how does it feel like to have gotten this much notoriety for
3: it in this amount of time? It feels. It's, or you can go. You go first. Sorry, Stan, <laughs> I cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, it feels wild because, like you know, like Evan said, you know, we put some work and effort blood sweat and tears what have you into like other endeavors like like i said i've been playing music for a long time and just to have this blow up and have people listening to my original music because of it and like my spotify numbers jumped like over 200 listeners just because of it so far and that's awesome that's like that's wild to me people are given a darn absolutely yeah it,
0: it seems to have really really uh struck the corner of i and i think that i don't want to speak for the entire arthur online community because it's so kind of stretched out but we're really quick to assemble around these types of like Arthur content that is of high quality like recently you know the YouTuber peanut butter gamer has put out some Arthur videos and it's very quickly like passed around in our discord or retweeted onto our Twitter timelines you know if if there's Arthur content to be made then we are we're right there for it and we as Arthur fans I should say and it's thank and thankfully in this case it was something that's just like no this this is actually great and like you said you put this up on on spotify so it can be listened to just on its own which is totally worth it it's, it's a real real chill jam
3: thank you so much
0: it's something that has captured the imaginations of some of our listeners there's a couple of questions that we had over on discord our patrons had a couple of questions they wanted to ask you about it um, one of the questions was, was there anything about the Arthur theme in particular that made it easier or harder to adapt into Midwest emo, into that style?
2: That's hmm. a great question. Yeah. I'm the, uh, can I, uh, I'll go, I'm going to go, do you care if I go back really quick and just make one more? Of course We'll kind of, we'll touch on, it. let's touch on the... Because I I was sh- so I'll just start. Uh, I was shocked that the official PBS Kids and Arthur account retweeted it. <laughs> yeah. It was so insane. I, was, I I I think it was literally like within twenty four hours of posting it on Twitter. Yep. I was I was like this is I was like how is this possible? <laughs> it was so so crazy.
0: <laughs> and of course that's how we found you in the first place and that's it's it's got it's still got a huge reach uh as even uh just among the arthur community but beyond that too like people are still following it because of the arthur memes from years ago and it still has quite a bit of pull to get it in front of people's eyes
2: yeah i think uh, i i Let me see if I can find one of this. There was one comment in particular that I thought was, let me, I don't know if I can get to it quick. Maybe Stan can get to it, but it was kind of like, uh, I'll just paraphrase. I don't think I'm gonna be able to find it exactly. But uh, there was one comment that basically said it was like the perfect combination of like millennial and Gen Z like reach Mm. because it was like, I think Arthur is kind of universe because it was on TV or it's, it's still running on TV reruns if I understand what, like 25 uh,
3: seasons, right? Yes. Yeah. 20, 25.
2: So it's kind of got like, it's a cross generational thing. Um, so I think it was just kind of like an interest and it's fun cause I think it's f- cause obviously Stan has the music background. So I think it started kicking up kind of in the like DIY music community, like a couple bigger accounts, like retweeted it, like someone with like 60,000 followers or something retweeted it, and we we're like, Whoa, that's crazy. And then like, half an hour later or something we're like i think pbs kids just retweeted
1: it (laughs) so it was just like
2: how is this possible i never i never in a million years thought that i i just like didn't know that like someone was paying attention on there or would even know or would even like think that it was good or you know it was just crazy so that was pretty cool
0: well, and and, and and it seems that you have the right attitude towards it is that this was not something you made specifically so that it could go viral and get like uh, attention and clicks right away. It's something you made because you both felt strongly about it. And it just so happened that a lot of people saw that and felt a certain way about it, too. And that's those are the things that often like you can't fake that. You can't fake authenticity. You can't fake enthusiasm for, or at least not well, not over an extended period of time. You can't fake the kind of enthusiasm or uh, like strength of memory or passion that says, I'm going to make this thing, I'm going to make this song and this accompanying video. Um, and I think people really respond to that type of authenticity.
1: Right. Yeah. And
2: it like I said, it's like a it's like a culmination of just like we always are just like, hey, here's this idea. Let's just give it a shot and just like have fun with it. And it's just so happened that like it, people cared, which is sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, again, anything about the Arthur theme itself that made it easier or harder to adapt into the style that you were uh, emulating?
3: Um. So let's think.
2: I can I can kind of talk I have like a a thought and then if you want to bounce off it just yeah to, absolutely not that I know anything but i I actually went back like after this happened and listened to the theme again and it's it's honestly like kind of a blank like musically it, it is kind of abstract' like it's a very interesting song um uh, like musically it it it's it's not like Like, I think all the, like I said, all the music in Arthur is, is very unique. And, and I feel like, I don't know this for a fact, but it's like, seems like they, you know, they reached out to different artists and they were all able to like contribute something like creative. And it doesn't feel like it's talking down to kids really at all. It's just kind of, you know, it's universal. So I feel like, you know, especially listening back to, and I think Stan's version of the song made me really like i kind of i think all of us kind of like needed the lyrics of the song like it really especially like and it's kind of like funny in the midwest emo style like you know believe in yourself it comes from like all those like lyrics it just it hit kind of like i feel like people comment this too kind of like hit differently it hit like nostalgia and like growing up and just like you know it's like yeah you should believe in yourself and you know it's I don't know. Right. It, I, I think it just kind of like it, it, hearing it in this version. Cause it's like I, when I watch the actual theme song, I, I focus on the visual, but like hearing Stan's version made me really focus like, and really think about the words in a way that I hadn't before. Mm-hmm.
3: So the lyrics, like it's a simple message and it comes from the heart, believe in yourself. Cause that's the place to start. I'm like, that is so good that like Evan said, that's a universal <sighs> theme. And like, you know, as, Someone who's about to be in their late 20s, I'm like, I really needed that because you can get so burnt out on what you're doing day to day. You can, you know, what have you, like different external things, different internal things. Those lyrics are so powerful. And it was nice to like have that like stepping stone to work on this composition. I was like, what's going to sound twinkly and cute? to accompany something that is so positive and impactful. And it just, it literally just poured out of me one night, like all of the guitar parts and the drums and the bass. And it, it, it just, it, like Evan said in the comment, it hit different. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and what's crazy too, is I feel like we said it. And then like literally an hour later, it sounds like, here's the rough draft. And it's like, it just, like, happened, you know, it was just, like, a perfect storm of just, like, inspiration.
0: Yeah. It just kind of poured out of you after after you started thinking about it.
3: Exactly. Like, I tuned my guitar. Um, that tuning is, let's go. It is, uh, for the music people out there, C-G-D-G-B-D, capo on the third fret. Um, so, I literally just tuned my guitar to that and started fiddling along and... I was like, ooh, this would be cool. Oh, this would be cool. Oh, this would be cool. And it, like like Evan said, perfect storm. It just, it just happened. I, I don't know. I kind of went beast mode for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: There's another question that we got from Discord, and this one is going to reach back into your childhood, into different areas of it, because somebody wants to know if you could do another uh, Midwest emo version of any kids' show theme song, what might it be? So, uh, Stan, you mentioned a lot of PBS kids that you watched as a kid. Uh, but are there any other theme songs that stand out to you or Evan that you think could could work well with that kind of treatment?
3: I think um, the Dragon Tales theme goes hard because it's like, Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. Yeah. Like, that would be really cool to just have, like, some gang vocals on or something like that. Or, like... watched a lot of spongebob as a kid and that like easy the spongebob squarepants having all of your friends in a room or like you by yourself like i've recorded gang vocals by myself and it just feels funny but it still (laughs) like works as well as having other people in a room with you but like having your friends chant spongebob i feel like um
0: spongebob there's got to be so many quotes out there That would fit like the DW and Arthur conversation that you did in the video would fit in that because the, uh, I mean, SpongeBob is such, has become such a meme like factory in and of itself. It's like bigger, I'd say bigger than like The Simpsons in terms of how usable it is. And so there's got to be somewhere in the umpteenth episode of SpongeBob, there's got to be like that, like just that quote from whoever it is to perfect it. It's got to be Squidward, right? it's gotta be
2: like kind of kind of emo a little bit Squidward or the like every morning I break my legs
3: yeah oh that's yeah that's I think that's already been done a little bit probably
2: yeah that's perfect
3: Squidward's like well at least that didn't kill me
0: (laughs) um I want to take it back to Arthur for a little bit because whenever we have an interview like this and it's around Arthur uh I'm of course very curious about like um where where you stand on this, uh, and where and where, or where even where you used to stand on this when you were a kid, um, I first want to ask like favorite Arthur character. Um, is there somebody that stands out for you? Stan, you obviously talked about Pal, and as a fellow Pal appreciator, uh, I really I really love that answer. But is there are there any of the other characters that really stand out to you?
3: Binky Barnes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes another another one for the
2: binky squad over here
0: shout
3: out the tough customers (laughs) yes yes.
2: i feel like binky i was gonna say i i feel like binky is good because my mom will just call people binky bar like if they're in trouble
3: or something (laughs) she'll be like get over here binky Barnes." i've seen that happen (laughs) it's awesome shout out evan's mom
0: that's great um and and you know as much as i said previously like hey Don't watch any of the newer PAL episodes. One of the most fun things about where we are, because we're into the part of Arthur that we didn't watch this when we were kids. We didn't watch up to when it switched to flash animation, or I should say digital animation. And it's all, like, it feels all new. We have had to get used to it. One of the best things that they've been doing is that they are using the Tough Customers and they're evolving his characters to a degree as much as you can with a show like Arthur that is very episodic it, but literally just like a week or two ago we had an episode that was focused entirely on Rattles the kid with the baseball cap and it's like talking about his life and like it turns out he's like a from a divorced household or finding out about Molly and her little brother like they are using them a lot more and it's really great because as as you said like you the fact that you remember the tough customers is like they are memorable in image and in personality
3: and then eventually they decided hey we should do something with this and they did i think that's awesome like showing in depth about a character that is usually considered like a side character is just so awesome like i know uh, scrubs would do that with some characters in episodes and it's just like it's it's really cool to see them like giving a darn about all the characters and having like the stories behind them and why they are who they are
2: so obviously i'm it's been a minute since i actually watched the show but my vibe or like what i remember about binky is that like initially like just based on his like design and look you kind of get like it's obviously like bully like big mean guy kind of but i feel like he was kind of Not like I feel like there was parts of him that were tough, but I thought it was interesting that I feel like there's also like softer moments or like kind of comedic moments to like break that appearance, if my memory serves correct. So I think that was like that made him like an interesting character, Um, Mm -hmm. just not being like a stereotypical like bully all the time. Absolutely. And that's why we responded so much to him early on and why
0: we continue to. It's like, first of all, Binky's hilarious, like he gets some of the best lines, but he is somebody who is allowed to grow from where he started from there's, you know, there's his first, even in his first episode, the one, uh, where he's introduced as the bully. And then he has to kind of figure out who he is when, uh, Sue Ellen steps up to him. And is just like, okay, you're not as tough as me. And he's like, all right, well then, well, who am I then? It's, it, it, that's one of my favorite episodes of the show, and I, I'm sure it's been really well remembered as we've been going through it. And speaking of episodes, I wanted to ask about any that stick out to you. Now, of course, Arthur's Big Hit is one of them because it's in it's in the dang video that like that, that's that's the one that and that's a lot. You know we've made a lot of hay out of talking about who was right and who was wrong in that uh, in that scenario (laughs) so we don't have to relitigate that but i am interested in what other episodes stick out to you either from childhood or even or still like if there's one that you return to or just which ones uh made the biggest impression
2: the you gotta help there's it's i can't think of what it's it's the they go it's not a renaissance fair it's like the it's the where they eat at the um the play it's like the night, you know the medieval like medieval times basically but right, right, right. it's what is that what do they call what is that called um uh, so, so do you remember
0: there's like there's a couple that that might be an apologies to anybody who's screaming at their podcast feed about this one <laughs> but it's just like do you remember do you remember anything else about what happened in that one
2: D- Either Arthur won't eat, or DW won't eat, or they get sick, or something, or they don't oh, like. Oh, is food. is that
0: the one where D where DW doesn't like spinach?
2: Yeah, that's it.
0: So yeah, they're at um, uh, it's like the it's like the fairy tale themed restaurant. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm struggling to remember what the name of it is, but yeah, the one where DW doesn't like spinach, and then she finds out that the the pot pie that they make. Is like yeah, and she spinach. eats it. Yeah
2: that uh, yeah. that one stands out to me for some reason. I don't know why. I love that episode.
0: <laughs> it's a good one. It's got some real like wild animation takes here and there. And of course, like me and Lucas being older fans, we really like the uh, the way the the way that the cells were drawn. And you get some of these like f- funny in between frames. And that's where a lot of the memes come from. Is like the the tire DW face. You know that's not what she looks like in that shot that's an in between but it still looks really funny. Yeah, no I, the, yeah that's uh, that's a that's a good one too from the second season. So again like the you know I, I age myself every time I think of this but it's like that was like 97 98. Oh, yeah,
2: goodness. that's when I was that was I was watching it as a kid. It's funny. The uh Yeah, I think it was just relatable as like probably a picky eater uh, as a, I don't want to I don't think I am but other people have said that I'm a little picky, so it was it was pretty relatable. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah.
3: what about when the city turn like when Elwood City turns like a hundred?
0: Yes. That's and then that, that's the hundredth episode of the show as well.
3: That's the hundredth episode. Wow. That's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and they've they're pretty good to do to do that. Like they've been celebrating because we're past the two hundredth episode now, and they did something for that too. So that I think uh, I might be corrected on this. I'm pretty sure it was. It was just called Elwood City Turns 100. That was the first one where both story segments were the same story,
3: right? And that like, f-
0: and that made it feel big as a kid. Of like, wait a minute, this is this story's so big they need to use the entire 22 minutes.
3: Yeah, rather than like splitting it off because like, I just remember that being huge. Like that came out. Mm, when did that? When did that release? That episode? Yeah. So 100, you said season two was in 98, you said.
0: My guess would be like around the year 2000. We have, listen, we have some really, really knowledgeable Arthur fans, so I'm just going to make sure that I know what I'm talking about before I (laughs) proceed to, they humble me with their knowledge uh, routinely. Uh, So this
3: would come out in 2002. Okay, so I just started kindergarten that's oh, wild oh.
1: oh no
3: yeah
0: um i'm a huh. little baby <laughs> yes yes you are thank you for saying it
3: <laughs>
0: but um yeah i
3: remember yeah. that one being like a big episode for me um i'm trying to think of what else obviously like the episode with the jekyll and hyde just because that song is so catchy like yes. adding a little bit of suntan lotion that's funny <laughs> did, did did y'all have
0: um get the sound the soundtrack on tape like did you have any like arthur merch there was a lot of it back in the day
2: i, I had a shirt. yeah i had the the i had a tape i had the like yes. i got a, i don't know exactly which tape it was but it was like a, like a music like the music yeah for sure
3: that's awesome
0: i had that too on tape uh and uh, we we did various episodes about the uh the the music cds like there was there were two music cds slash tapes and then there was a christmas album
3: i love that <laughs> i'm a big believer in like holiday episodes and holiday stuff when it comes to like shows movies cartoons i like to talk about another cartoon for a sec bob's burgers thanksgiving episodes always just get me I think it's so good.
0: Right on. And, and and Arthur's Perfect Christmas is the one that always comes up and listen, we're we're in October. I'm not trying to wish Christmas to come here any quicker <laughs> than it already is, but like that's that's a big comfort watch for myself and a lot of the listeners around this time of year. Although I never I never got to watch Arthur's Perfect Christmas a lot when when I was younger. It's something that I came to as somebody watching it for the podcast, and then I was like, Oh, this is actually really good. I wish I had watched this more as a kid. It was the kind of thing where I think it aired on like Christmas Eve or something. And you know, depending on what denomination you are, what your plans are, it's just like, Well, I wasn't really around on Christmas Eve to watch all of these Christmas shows, so I missed it all the time. It was really cool to hear from you about what goes into this in terms of making like a viral hit, interacting with the Arthur community. Well, and you mentioned getting like some great comments and before we were before we were talking you've thankfully not received any negativity can you tell me about what the what the kind of response has been from people who have found you on social media or are continuing to watch the video
3: the best yeah oh yeah (laughs) you go you go sorry i'm saying the exact same thing the absolute best (laughs) comment is we're making it out of the hood with this one (laughs) <laughs> well, the, the best one was we're making out of elmwood city with this one yeah <laughs> oh it's just so, it's so funny yeah but yeah there's just
2: yeah Or sorry you say uh, it's all you cut you off but yeah like one of the comments is like did not expect an upbeat ziggy marley song from a pbs cartoon could work as a melodic punky anthem but somehow dot 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 it works it's just like i don't know it's crazy and thankfully this is something
0: that i think can be at times an impediment to creativity but thankfully this time it seems that it, it's been received pretty warmly and i'm really happy that it's found a good audience and i think this is the this is the experience that we've had with people who have who have found and continue to find us is that the people who still enjoy arthur are really like eager to talk with other people about it to think to continue thinking about it and i I suppose you could read whatever whatever you want to into that but for me it really it really makes me happy to see something like this and to know that essentially to paraphrase community it's cool that other people think about the same things that i think about and in a way that fuels their creativity and makes them want to create and in this case it's you two who made a really sublime song and a super cool video to go along with it. So I've already th- essentially thanked you, but I'll say it again: like, thank you very much for making that, and it was a real gift for us here in the w- the Nebulous Arthur community. But we really appreciate it, and we're gonna be and we're gonna be bumping it. And I think now is a good time to get into how people can find more of you uh i would love to for you to just plug whatever you've got especially you know i'm looking on you you've got some you've got some really good tie back when the arthur twitter retweeted the video it goes back to the echo is a band twitter account and right on that twitter you've got a very interesting piece of merch that i'm looking at and looking my lips and I'm like alright I think I gotta get on this. I think I gotta get in on this so yeah please uh, plug whatever you'd like to plug
3: yeah so um, everywhere you can find me uh, at echo is a band um, echo is a band is the website that'll show you like some links to all the other social medias uh, merch my Spotify um, you can check it out there DM me we'll be best friends for life um, all that good stuff and take it away, Evan. I, I'm going to derail for
2: like two seconds. I think this might be... I, I need your Arthur expertise here. Totally. The, so, so, so someone commented and said, they better pay you millions of dollars for this is the opener to the inevitable gritty Netflix reboot of Arthur. Mm. Do you think that that's a possibility at all? <laughs> so
0: I will say that we had somebody on our discord one of our patrons uh rpg fiend and i'll mention them again in the next ecl episode but i will say that they went to an event recently where it was like rl stein and mark brown were doing a book signing together Mm -hmm. and when asked mark brown says that there's an arthur movie coming where they are in junior high so i don't think it's going to be the gritty netflix reboot and like that i think is left as that best left is that viral video that happened a few years ago like that i think is, is is you know we don't need an arthur version of riverdale but there is but there is something coming and you know junior highs when emo starts to kind of sound sound good you know
3: mark brown hit me up
0: <laughs> totally i think so I, I i and i would hope that it's not so Done or put together that they couldn't like add a little bit of add a little bit of zazz to a it a little you know? spice yeah, little yeah.
3: just imagine Arthur jumps in the air throws his fist up and then you hear Hey what a wonderful kind of day Come on totally it's, it's perfect totally. it <laughs> yeah. literally turn the
0: fist meme upside down into one of triumph exactly rather than <laughs> one of anger
3: and hopelessness Yes
0: absolutely and 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 as I was alluding to. Uh, Stan you've got a you've got an Arthur inspired uh, shirt oh uh, yeah that people can pre-order
3: yeah so um, it's got the Arthur fist and then it says echo believe in yourself in all caps and it just it rocks it's going to be printed it's on really... comfort colors uh, feel free to yes. pick one up listeners uh, shop dot echo is a band dot com baby and uh, Evan uh, where can people find you
2: Yeah, if you want to follow along, um, just at Black Valve on YouTube and TikTok, we kind of do a little bit of everything, but like video production, editing, kind of fun, weird video stuff. Um, And then we also have a music account called Pulmonary Sound. We do concert photography, live band videos. And we also have live from Bad Racket where we have live bands come in and play um, at Bad Racket Studio, which is like connected to our studio. So we got a couple, you know, music related things if you're interested in that. But Black Valve, funny, goofy stuff, uh, video related. Some just, or let me think. Uh, but yeah, just informative stuff. And we're trying to post more and get more of a following there. So if I can drive you to one place, subscribe on the YouTube channel at Black Valve there you have it and of course the proof is in the
0: pudding when you take a look at that wonderful video you will see the kind of the kind of work the kind of quality that you can expect from there so um before we before we kind of say goodbye to the interview here is there anything else that y'all wanted to to touch on before we get out of here
3: Yeah. um, Thank you so much to everyone who's like watched it and spread positivity through it. Like I never in a million years thought that something goofy that my friend and I made would like blow up. But, you know, it did. And I don't know. I feel very, very happy. So thank you. This is brought to us from uh, viewers like you and Juicy Juice.
2: (laughs) That's the part we messed up on is that someone commented we sh- we should have added that we- uh, that would have been so funny but uh, we'll, we'll keep it in mind as we continue to continue to cook on this stuff
0: <laughs> right on well for elwood city limits for my co-host lucas mancini we want to say thank you to stanley and evan for being here on the show and more importantly spreading the the love of arthur across across the internet it's something that's we all are very happy to do and very happy to see people do well that's that's the thing is that it's not o- not only is are are you guys kind of reminding everybody of Arthur but you're you're doing it because you're really good at what you do so thank you for being thank you, you.
3: thank you thanks for having us I really appreciate it
1: street open up